All right, Hot Grits Podcast, Episode 25, Season 2, Episode 5. Spencer Maddox, Travis Jadon, back with you guys uh, in Producer Ray's studio, looking clean as fuck. <laughs> uh, Braves, baseball today? What else? Braves, baseball. We got NBA, uh, your Celts against my, can- my Canadians, excuse me. It's the Celtics versus Canada, yeah. Um, James Harden sucks. Uh, we're going to talk a little <laughs> Doris Burke action, um, some more NBA stuff. We'll get into college football later on. But first, I mean, we are absolutely pissing on baseballs, dude. The Braves we, are... We can't pitch. Good. We knew that. But we can smack the shit out of a baseball. The thing, that much is certain. They, they're, dude, they are so good. The Braves, 22 and 14. We're recording this on Thursday um, for September 4th. So Thursday, September 3rd. And... The Braves are in first place, three games up over uh, the the Phillies. It's like it's like a Philadelphia Phillies. It's like a three games up. We we actually don't know how far up they are. Right? Yeah. You have to. There's like extreme amounts of math you have to do in this. Yeah. So I I we're better than them though right now. They're under 500. Right. We play more games. Yeah. I think we're like one ahead in the loss column or two ahead in the loss column. But yeah, three. Well, just three games up in the standings though, and they have they still have. Probably one of the worst pitching stats of all time. It's like somehow garbage. they're only third worst in baseball. Yeah, and that's because the team they just played, the Red Sox, are terrible. Yeah. The Red Sox are twelve and twenty-five as we record this. It didn't help that we held like that. twenty-five runs on them in the past three days. No, it doesn't. And let's start right off the rip with the history that the Braves made against the Red Sox. <laughs> um, I got uh, a couple of nugs for you, but first, I, I just think it's crazy. This stat. Anytime that there's a first in MLB history and you're a part of it, like that's wild. Yeah. Right. So on Tuesday, uh, Marcelo Zuna, three homers against the Red Sox in Fenway Park. On Wednesday, the next day, Adam Duvall, three homers against the same team, consecutive days. Good to the see him. The first time that a team has ever had back to back days of Guys hitting three home runs in a game. That's the insane, first time in Major League man. Baseball history. It's, it's happened a couple of times in doubleheaders. Okay, but not but like th- that's on the same day, which I which arguably is like more impressive. But that's actually happened twice. But in back to back days, two separate guys, three homers in one game. And if you're gonna do it, the Red Sox are the team to do it because they throw a bunch of pitching machines out there on the mound. Little known fact about Azuna: I always say <laughs> Azuna every time. Even though I've known his name the entire time, it, it gives you trouble. But I feel like you lean into it a little bit. I, I have, I have been lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Travis, it's not like Travis Dargo. No, 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 no. Easy name to remember. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that was cool. The Braves, the three homers back to back. But sick. I got a, a another random one for you. Twice this week, this past week, um, and I know your boy Austin Riley's hitting the ball. You call him what? Oh yeah, the the young handsome Babe Ruth. Young handsome Babe Ruth. Not a lot of. Uh, like, there's no com- layers to that. Yeah, not a lot of common. No layers to that. Between. He's just hitting the shit out of the ball. Yeah, and he's better. Look- and Babe Ruth is both fat and dead and old. All three of those things can confirm. Yeah. All three of those things. Are Austin true. Riley is none of those. Babe Ruth he's is young and handsome fun. and hitting the shit out of the ball. So he's the young, handsome Babe Ruth. Okay, so Braves and Babe Ruth. Yeah, where are you gonna go with this, Trav? How are you gonna get back here? Yeah, Braves twice this week. <laughs> <laughs> the Braves twice this week had Babe Ruth on their minds. Markakis. Think about this. Markakis breaks Babe Ruth's double. Like, he surpasses Babe Ruth in doubles. Career doubles. 
Nick Markakis has more doubles than Babe Ruth. Well, I imagine it's because he's eating a hot dog, like a rounding first base, and he's like, oh, I'm not making it there. <laughs> Damn, you got to lay off Babe Ruth, dude. dude. I think it has more to do with Markakis' stealth beard. Hold this L, dude. Hold this L, <laughs> Babe Ruth. All right, so that happened. Markakis does that, and then Freed does what Freed does, comes out, wins a game. Um, well, I guess we can talk about more about him in a minute, but you and I were talking the other day. The reason why Freed is so good and he's an ace is because – when he's like C plus. Yeah, he's right? still you're gonna pitch every five days all season, like you're not gonna have A plus every yeah. time. But he's still at C plus wins. Yeah. And, and like grinds and gets through five innings somehow. And and the Braves don't have anyone else like that. Yeah, and that's that's awesome that he's that good, but also it's terrifying. It it shows how bad we are. It's terrifying if Matt, Max Freed comes out and has a one mile per hour drop in velocity. We're all thinking, oh, Shit. Yeah, oh, Christ. Dude, that, like, oh, shit. Like, please get it together quickly. And Even though we got a quality start and a win, mm-hmm. it's like, good Lord, man, not you two. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta step it up. We need you A plus every time because, I mean, good Lord. Imagine if his arm falls off towards the end of this. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, luckily, and I think this is the reason why the Braves did shit at the trade deadline, which we'll talk about, but luckily it's a shorter season. So I think he'll be able to withstand it. Yeah. Back to the Babe Ruth. Winfried, <laughs> Winfried won this week over the Red Sox. Yeah. He became the first pitcher since Babe Ruth to start a season 8-0. So he start or Freed starts 6-0. The Braves are 8-0 in his eight starts. First time that's happened since Babe Ruth and the Red Sox. Sheesh, dude. He did it against the Red Sox, the team that Babe Ruth did it for. That, like, I thought that was pretty, Wild, yeah. So uh, no so, layers to the Austin Riley thing. Lots of layers to the Max Freed thing. But like you had said, you started doing that baby yeah. thing last week. And it, got, Austin, it got the it got the wheels turning. In right, there. right. And then Marquez was like, yeah, "Shit, I got I, now. It's time." <laughs> I started and, this. Yeah. You, well, you started it. Larry started it. Uh, one of you guys started it. Um, why did the Braves not do well? Uh, Larry, hold on. I was gonna say the Braves did nothing at the trade deadline, but but they went out and got your boy Tom Malone. Let's dude. not forget about Tom Malone. Um, Gave up 10 runs in his first start. He did. Not great. Bumped uh, his ERA from like 3.5 to like 6.5. The Braves The Braves got a pitcher. <laughs> the, okay. The Braves traded for Tom Malone, the ace of the lowly Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. On Saturday night. They send a jet, a private jet, to Buffalo where the Orioles are playing the Blue Jays. They bring Tom Malone Sunday morning. And let him get to Atlanta on, and present him to the Phillies on Sunday night baseball. And when I say present him, they laid him out like a sacrificial. Yeah. Yeah. There is no chance that he got there and met all the players. He is no. trotting out there, Spencer. I swear to God, there is no way he knew every player on the team. Like, I like he doesn't he, know some of their names. I like to think he got drunk the night before. Like he wasn't planning on pitching. You know what I mean? Probably celebrated getting yeah. the fuck out of Baltimore. Yeah. Um, private jets out of Buffalo, probably not. He's still sniffling from the drugs. <laughs> Ten runs, dude. And, uh, all the while I'm thinking, well, this, uh, he'll fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tom Malone, it screams Braves starting pitcher because he got shit on. The Braves still won that game. Uh, thanks to, dude, the Braves offense right now is so fun to watch and so pleasing. Like everything that Braves fans have wanted and it's we, all like, clicking, man. It's time. Is it time to call them? I'm assuming they get Acuna and Albies back. They will they're, Acuna, they're, Acuna back soon. Yeah. I think this weekend. But assuming they come back and they're the same guys that we've known for the past two years, is it safe to call them the best in the National League? Maybe not better than the Dodgers, but 
No, they're not better than Dodgers. Uh, the lineup. They're not better than the Dodgers. I don't think, I think so. so. No. I mean, we're pissing on baseballs, dude. Like, there's nobody, there's no, there's no holes except Enciarte, and he's going to be gone. How do you want to do lineup comparison? Like, you could go leadoff versus leadoff, two versus two, three versus three. I think the Dodgers win that. The Braves win some matchups in that, but they win every other one. But the Dodgers, especially like, if Austin Riley's hitting the ball, the young handsome Babe Ruth is hitting the ball like he's hitting it now. I mean, well, look, he's hitting. We just looked at his splits. Like he was under two hundred. Yeah, in August he's, he I mean, started. In, uh, he started the month of August slow. The past two weeks he's been like a nine hundred OPS. Right now, I think for our for August he's like a two ninety hitter. Yeah, he's like a two ninety hitter in, in August. I've, I've got a, I had it pulled up here. Not a, not in. Not all of August. No. He's he's hitting two eighty six in August. Well eight seventy five OPS. Either way that, that'll play, man. Him coming on though kind of I think prevented the Braves from doing uh and, and look, every prediction we've done about the Braves on this, like by the time we it's record the next podcast, yeah. surely they'll get a starting pitcher. Yeah. Not named Tom Malone. But no, they got Tom Malone and that's it. I think, dude, in the back of their minds, and dare I say this, like we thought we had buried Mike Fultonevich. I'm telling you, back, I'm telling you the shit that they say about Fultonevich. They are, I'm, they have not given up on him. No. And that, that scary. is terrifying. Yeah. If you want to be giving up on Mike yeah. Fultonevich. That means you're in a good headspace. I think Anthropolis is a listener, dude. I think he's like pissed off at us. I think that's what's going on. He, well, of course he listens to the show. Yeah. He's a smart guy. Yeah. Company man. Company um, man. He knows he knows that we've got our the our fingers on the pulse of this fan base, dude, and he's That's wanting right. to prove us wrong, dude. Yeah, That's well, all it is. He's trying his damnedest not to improve the team once again, uh, and you know the whole thing about you don't want to overpay with pro- prospects, and I get that. Um, I, I heard Clevenger would have cost the Braves. They gave him four prospects, and the Braves were allowed to pick three. Send us Austin Riley, Ian Anderson. Drew Waters, Christian Pache. Send us three of those. That ain't happening. No way. That's too much. Yeah. That's too much. So, okay, I get that. Bark on Clevenger. Season, fuck that. Bark on Clevenger. Well, you get two more years of him, too. I mean, That's yeah, true. 21, 2021 and 2022. I would have given but him two of those, maybe. I, I don't even know about that. But here's the thing. Like, go now go the, to the next tier of pitcher. Okay? And then even skip that tier. Yeah. Go here. If you're going to get Tom Malone, go get three of them. Yeah. One of them will come on strong down go the stretch. Get, go get three of them. Yeah, or you, what you can do is start someone like, uh, um, let's say, uh, Robbie Erlin in game three of the NLDS and you pitch him one inning or two innings. Okay. And then after that, you can bring on maybe, who knows, maybe Newcomb by then for an inning. Yeah. And then you piece it together from there, but they literally don't have enough. Oh, the bullpen God. is great. Newcomb. But when they match up, like if you put them side to side, Against the Phillies in a three out of five, like I'm not that confident yeah. they beat the Phillies in a three out of five. You got Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, off the rip. For who Philly. we've pissed on this year. We've, I mean, they also, I mean, look, we have not pissed on uh, Nola at all. Nola's been our daddy, but Wheeler has gotten the business. They were eight games better than the Cardinals were last year. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. Cardinals they, weren't an under 500 they, team though. They ran up against Jack Flaherty. Yeah. That didn't go well. Uh, like, I mean, the Dodgers are certain until the Braves win a playoff series, they, they had better be selling out for winning a threat of five. Yeah. It can't be about winning the World Series. I agree. Right? It has to be about winning 
a playoff series. Yeah, I think, don't think they you do. Think right Freed now. pitches two games. You got to win one other game. And that well, what they did last year was Soroka. They pitched Soroka game three. He was dynamite, lights out. Yeah, he pitched one time. Mike Fultonevich. Mike Fultonevich pitched twice. Hopefully they've learned that lesson. Soroka pitched once. Hopefully they've learned that lesson. I mean, you cannot. You cannot. You have to beat whoever their ace is going into going right. into game one. You have to win that game in a best out of five. And they they were punting game one basically. I mean, they weren't punting it, but they were saying we're not going to throw our best stuff out there. We're going to try and beat you with the bats. Didn't work. And they, they got were winning. Up. They were winning the series two to one, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. The Braves. Yeah, I, I think I remember them losing game one though. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I think, I think right now I would take the Cubs. It's over been the who Braves. knows? It's been a year and a half since we. Had would you play. take the Cubs over the Braves? Right? Yeah, three out of five. I would. Yeah, the Phillies toss up. Um, I think I like, like the, the Dodgers. The certainly not. I no. would never take the Braves over the Dodgers. No, it'll take who else out of the Central? I mean, like I, I none of none of these teams uh, are like a, a a give a giveaway series for the no. Braves. And they should, they're good enough to be like the Dodgers where we don't even think about playing the Cubs. It's, like, well, it's, it's different me. with this new format. Like, assuming the Braves yeah. come in, I, I don't know how they would seed it. Would that be like a third seed? Would the Braves be like a three seed or a two seed or something like that? And they would play like somebody really shitty? Yeah, the three division winners are the top three seeds. Okay. And then the one seed is the best record out of the, the division winners. They pick who they want to play. Seriously? They just pick them? Not at, they can't pick two or three. Yeah, obviously. They pick one of four, five, or six. Yeah. Then the two... The, the I number, thought it was expanded to 16th. Then the number two team picks... Well, it might be, but I'm saying either yeah, way, yeah. it's a pick. I see what you mean. It's a pick them from the top. Gotcha. So by getting the second seed, you get the second pick of who you want to play. That's crazy. Pretty wild, right? That's nuts. Um, Does anything like that ever happen in no. sport? I can't think of anything like that. I mean, I don't know about other sports, but not no, definitely not in baseball. Yeah. Um, and then in the playoffs, too, I, I feel like we should mention this. The the rules that are being played in the regular season, it's not going to be like that. Like the extra innings. Yeah, they're getting rid- Yeah, of course they are. It's going to be back to normal baseball for sure. It has to. Um, well, they did this to, you know, get the season moving. You can't have like yeah, 18 in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, anything else on the Braves? Let's well, try. yeah, I mean... Is it time to call me baseball guy? We, we've said on this podcast many a time that I'm not baseball guy. Is it time to call me baseball guy? I, I'm bringing stats, dude. I'm bringing takes. I'm coming with the heat. When do I earn my title as baseball guy? I mean, I'll I'll bring it. You know, you'll bring it. To I'll the bring table? it up at the next meeting. Okay. Yeah, of baseball guys. Okay. But I will say this: like, you got to keep your head down and keep grinding in order to become a baseball guy. It's like getting into Augusta Nationals with you guys, dude. Yeah, oh yeah. What do I have to do, man? Excellent spreads um, at the meetings of baseball guys and uh, a lot of talks about the DH and sacrifice bunts. You're not a baseball guy. So still currently not a baseball guy. Can't confirm. No, I don't think you are. And I think the the listeners and fans would agree. How much time we have, Rishon? 15 minutes. We've been going at it for 15 minutes, guys. Jeez. Wow. You know what I am? I am a basketball guy. Segway, folks. Can't confirm. A pro segue. Cam confirm your uh, your Celtics are beating the fuck out of my Canadian hands, dude. Not not making us look good, making me look real dumb. Well, I'm also looking dumb with these Bucks, man. But all of your picks have been shit. So they far. they have not been good. But I Except mean, for Houston, Toronto wasn't really like a pick. It was like I I fuck with these guys and I'm riding with them. So I'm gonna give myself some leeway there. Like I'm hoping they make me look smart. The Bucks, I definitely picked the Bucks. I picked the Bucks coming Celtics out. Celtics are up two zero versus the Canadians. Um, uh, they're the about Raptors to, for people who aren't right. Know, the they're about to line. tip in an hour and ten minutes. Uh, um, 
from now, game three. We will be there. We will be drinking beers. We will be watching that game. We will be in the bubble. Yeah. No, no, no not in the bubble. Oh. In, in our own little bubble. Probably social club downtown. Man. I, I could have, uh, I was close to getting in that bubble. Yeah. yeah you were. I could be playing six minutes. No, season. I'm good. I'm good. Send them through. Finger, finger wag. Uh, can I give you a Raptors take? Um, yeah. Well, Celtics take is this. They are the best team in the NBA. Maybe one of the best, <laughs> maybe one of the best teams in the world. Like, no they exaggeration. Good, the Celtics dude. have played. They look at, good. And as a fan of a team, like, there are rare times where you get three, in any sport, three, four, five consecutive games where you're like, you're like, even if we lose this game, I'm so pumped about the way we're playing. Like, usually yeah. you got something to bitch about. Yeah. Something no, to complain great. about. Kimba looks awesome. He looks like point god. The Celtics have the best big three in the NBA. Mm. Prove me wrong. Everyone else has a big two. The Clippers? Kimba's their number three. Who has a better number three than Kimba Walker? Nobody. But, I mean... The Clippers don't. The total of the it. The whole don't. of it. No, 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 no. Kawhi the, and Paul George. Kawhi and Paul George, and then they got a bunch of bros. Like Right. Not better than Kimba. Yeah, no. The chances Sweet, you're gonna say Kimba's better than Sweet Lou Will? I mean he is, but that's that's tough for you. That is tough for Sweet me. Sweet Lou Will is your guy, man. That is tough for me. But even then you could go to number four would be Hayward Healthy and Marcus Swish. Dude, Marcus Smart hit five three pointers in the fourth quarter. What the fuck is up when that goes down? James Harden played defense? This, yeah. this has been crazy. Yeah, it's been crazy. And James Harden looks like shit, dude. He he, he look why what's up with his terrible flow? He he like the, it, yeah, he changed it up. He's going like, is it braids or cornrows or whatever, whatever it is? It's, it's different. He needs to go back to what he's normally doing because it's not working for him. Get the rally cap going. Do you want to talk about what it would take for... All right, Rockets beat the Thunder in seven games, save Mike D'Antoni's job in the process. Yes, they do. Uh, I think... Is it Mike D'Antoni or Daryl Moore? Morey? Daryl Moore's not going to they're, they're, they're all yeah. in on that. I know, but whose fault is it? It's I, I, I don't know, but like I'm not... I like LA over the Lakers over Houston. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think I'm alone in that, but I think James Harden might be one of the most like, like, he's the player that if he wins a title, it, he's um, Dirk Nowitzki, dude. Yeah, Dirk Nowitzki is the exact person I was N- thinking Nowitzki. of. Nowitzki. Or, Nowitzki. yeah, that's the exact person I was thinking of. Nowitzki? Nowitzki? He went from, Dirk went from, soft where, as fuck, where Harden is now. Yeah. A really undisputed good player. Good player, but like not... First team NBA guy every other year, second team every other exactly. year. Exactly. Uh, but, n- like, now Dirk is in forever in a different tier yeah, in our minds. Like he, he's a legend. Because of what he did that run. If James Harden did that, all the people that are his haters... And not, I don't think anyone questions whether he can score or whether he's good or not, but all the people that hate watching I mean, him play... They hate, the, they hate the philosophy... You gotta question it when it just simply doesn't work in the most important moments. And that, against a team like OKC, dude, he should have 40 point games. He should, that's, he's that caliber of scorer. And he's going one for nine, like four for, what was it, 15? That's unacceptable, yeah, dude. I, I not hear that, but and I'm saying. Houston should be pissed, the whole city. What if he, what, I think if they would have lost game seven to OKC, there's a real chance that something happens with Harden. Like that he got traded. Yeah, I mean, he would want out. I think. I think the Knicks would have been like, like that would have been front. I mean, that would have been tailor made. I believe. I'll tell you this: he should not want out of any of, of Houston because no one is going to curate their offense around him like Houston will. Right, Nobody's doing that. Let's let's keep it moving. But we, one more thing on Harden: if he wins the title, is it like that? With is it like it was with Dirk? Yeah, he's a legend. Instantly. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I 
I'm one of his biggest haters. I, I, I cheer for him all throughout the year, and I'm like, this guy, he's the shit. And then when it comes to the playoffs, he just folds like a lawn chair. Is there anyone so else that could do what, like, that? I think if Houston wins, Westbrook gets some of that too, right? Yeah. Okay. What some. about, um, if, Andy if Harden Miami wins, if Miami this. wins the world title, is Butler in this thing? I don't know if he's Butler, a top 10 player. You, you immediately, I don't know if he makes the jump to like, like you elevate him over, like you put him like near Dwayne Wade, sort of. No, not not no, like in Heat no. lore. I'm saying like no, no, not not in total rankings either. It's he's not he's not that player. He's not. I think Harden would would be above D Wade. Wade, if if he if led if he if, led a team to a title, absolutely. Right. So D Wade so, never really did that. He wasn't the best. I mean, he was the best team on the best player. Harden on the has everything but yeah, the winning. Yeah. So I think that's, exactly. and I don't know that there's any other player. But he's got to do it in like dominating fashion. He also has to get Finals MVP. That's a big thing. If they win, he is. Yeah, that's uh, what we like take. to think that, right? But I mean, he nah, has don't to. don't let them win and he not play well. Exactly. Oh my Dude. god. Exactly. He has to be Finals MVP, and he has to. I mean, he has to get all those accolades before you can give him anything. But if he did, absolutely, he's a top three player in the league immediately. All right, let's keep rolling. We're we're right. going a little long on this, but yeah. we we got a couple more things. We're at uh, 22 minutes now. Producer Ray giving us giving us the, the yeah, he's glaring at us, giving us the business <laughs> behind the camera. Um, couple more random questions. Just, just all week, I just jot down random shit when we're watching NBA games, and I had some stuff to talk about. We can talk about Doris Burke and her. Uh, you taking you taking yeah, notes? I'm just jotting down. Uh, Doris Burke and kind of how polarizing she is. I feel like that's a love hate thing. Some people swear. Some by people her. love her. Um, I don't get it. I'm sort of caught in the middle on that. Or we can talk about the ref show at the end of uh, Miami-Milwaukee. Miami-Milwaukee and on Wednesday night. Miami-Milwaukee and then, uh, what was it, Houston-OKC Game 7. Yeah. The two endings to those games set Twitter and social media on fire because it was an absolute ref show all day today. Not a lot of buckets to be had at well, the end of those games. Right, and, and it came to a screeching halt. Like yeah. It was... So, I it was cool and fun to have like arguments about referees again. But I hate, I hate when when we watch a play twenty times over again and we're having arguments on whether or not it's a foul. Like we, the rules are the rules, right? Like, yeah. Just because we look at it and we're like that shouldn't be a that, foul. That doesn't mean like, that foul, the referees. That foul on on Middleton, I think it was Dragic. He got underneath him. That was. That's been a foul all year long, and it should all and it should not long. be. You sh- it should not be. It should not be. But if, it if is. Get, if you get underneath his landing, I just don't like Middleton jumped into him. Yeah. But but the fact is that that is a rule. Yeah. So that's that's letter of the law. I don't know if Giannis's foul was a foul. Do we know that it was a makeup call? I mean, like uh, you like to think that there are no makeup calls. I like that to think that at this point, twenty twenty, it looked like it, man. It, it looked like it. I mean, you, we don't want the referees. In the middle of the thing, and they were the biggest storyline. If you're a referee, and people are talking about you after a game, you fucked up. Yeah. No one ever says, you know what? That game was great. But really, who deserves the credit? Those referees called a great game. They weren't even involved. 
I think that never happens. I think we're both in agreement on that. It was a it was a bush league ending. I think we got to wrap this up. We'll go. I with, like Doris Burke. I, you <laughs> you wanted to talk about Doris Burke so bad. I said it. I don't like her. I don't I don't like her. I thought her takes on the on the foul call was lame. I mean, especially after the NBA ref got on. You Steve know, Javi, yeah, yeah, he got on and was like, "That's a foul." She was like, "Oh, I disagree." It's like, "Ah, oh, whatever." Doris Burke, right, get out of here. Finals picks. Finals picks. Do you want to adjust your picks? Uh, I'm adjusting mine. It, yeah, it's tough. I see that you got Clippers and Celtics here. Is I'm, that- I'm taking Clippers over the Lakes now because Kawhi's playing out of his mind and the Lakers haven't played in two weeks. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I'm going to hope. I, I The intellectual in me says Clippers, Celtics. I hope it's Lakers, Celtics. Just for That'll be fun. That'd be sick. Either way, we're in agreement that the Celtics are the best team in the world. Uh, <laughs> let's take a break. And on the other side, we'll talk Georgia football. Um and their quarterback controversy continuing, uh, college football in general. And hopefully we'll get to some PGA Tour at the end of that. Yeah, some golf. Uh, no tiger, no problem for golf. All right, see you on the other side. All right, welcome back to Hot Grits Podcast. Uh, another fabulous ad read by your boy. You guys may think that that's the same ad read over and over because it sounds identical and that's um, because it is. So, uh, we forgot to mention on the last side about, uh, we're talking NBA playoffs. Today, uh, Thursday, Steve Nash hired by um, Brooklyn Nets slash Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Kind of came out of nowhere too. Like, I, I didn't hear was, anyone talking yeah, about no, Steve Nash. Like, so, four years to coach Brooklyn who Brooklyn just becomes even more of an enigma for next year. I mean, they really can turn the entire NBA one way or the other. Yeah. Um, I think it's Kyrie Irving's last chance to validate the fact that he, that he can kind Lead of a team. Well, or like be- outside of LeBron, Kyrie Irving is a superstar. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if he wins another title, like that's all the validation he needs, even with KD. Yeah. You all have done it in Brooklyn. Um, who knows who would be there? Uh, with them, but Steve Nash is the coach. Stephen A. Smith on first take had a take. Imagine that. Um, and like just a banger. Steve Nash hired just before we started recording this, so we haven't like uh, you know still sort of taking it all in. And we read it was a four year deal. What's and, yeah? I mean, we read what Stephen A. said, and essentially it's this. I don't want to like try and quote him, but essentially it's this. And correct me if I'm wrong. Steve Nash, a white man. Given an opportunity uh, on a four-year contract with zero coaching experience, not even as an assistant, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, also Nash did, is not coming from Kentucky or Duke. Well, it's you not know, like one get, of the blue, blue, like he's coming from Santa Clara. He was saying it was white privilege, right? It's, because a black coach has not, and you <clears> that know, I can think of, never gotten that. I can only ever think of one example of that, though, and that's Jason Kidd, and it did not work out well. I mean, but, with zero coaching experience. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, but like, there's other guys that were not NBA guys that were given shots. I mean, some yeah. of them have worked, right? Like Brad Stevens was at Butler. That wasn't like guaranteed. That came out of left field, sort of too. Yeah, I thought Billy Donovan getting hired uh, out of Florida, like one of the best college coaches of the era. Period. Yeah, um, the best college coach of the era. Shashevsky going back to back. I think Shashevsky is is of that era. Uh, no, I mean I meant like that, like ten years straight. Oh, I mean like Donovan, one of the best college coaches of like the last 40, 50 years. Yeah, uh, he gets a shot, white guy. So, so I, I don't like that is going to be in the news. So we needed to talk about it, but like I don't, 
I get what Stephen A. is saying. I don't. I can't think of any black guy. But I, just I don't, do. Like, I do Brooklyn understand. Not, I understand what he's saying. Brooklyn's not dumb to the Black Lives Matter. Like they have given a lot of. Like they are really involved. In yeah, it. they're one of the franchises. I get really what he's involved. saying, but I can't help but disagree. One because. It's not like Steve Nash has been away from the game. He was a special assistant to Golden State. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's been involved. He's been involved in the front office. And if you had to pick a player out of all those guys, you know, he's a point guard one, so he understands offense to a T, or he should. He's, I mean, very involved in that manner. So it makes sense that he would transition well to coaching. That makes sense. But also, this didn't happen without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving either saying, we want Steve Nash to be the coach. Or saying I'm okay with Steve Nash being our coach, so it's not like it's not like there weren't multiple hoops to jump through. You right. know what I mean? It's not like he just got the job because he's white. That that I take umbrage with, but I can understand what he's saying in that this might not have happened where he black. I I, I get that. I because disagree. It yeah, it has. I disagree. I think it happened because it's Steve Nash. But I, I do can, too. I do too. But like. The point is, I'm not dismissing what you and I said yeah, just because can. I don't like like that's fair. My mind would have even gone there though. Maybe that's because I'm white. Uh, no, two questions on Steve Nash: the offense that he runs, uh, and like obviously there's assistance. Like some some teams literally allow assist. Tom Thibodeau ran Doc Rivers. Well, he's going to have the highest. He's going to have the highest paid assistant in the game. You think Steve Nash is going to Already? do what Dan? No. I mean, when you think of Steve Nash in his playing career, it's the Suns, right? Yeah. So Un- seven, second, Tony, seven seconds. Right, that's what we think of, right? Mm-hmm. It's he's you kind of are what you were, right? Like I don't know. I mean, he's been away from the game for so long. Think about you've that with Kyrie seen, and KD. I don't know if that. Yeah, you've seen the game change. KD and Kyrie are both isolation players. I don't. I don't know how. They, yeah, it doesn't scream like they're not going to be slow tempo. No, but like it doesn't scream like running gun. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work in. I mean, they we'll they see. do though. We'll see. They yeah, hire. Yeah. I mean, they have to know that. Answer. We'll see. So that's a question. Um, the next one is the relationship between one of the best point guards of all time, and then one of the most volatile point guard. Mercurial. People, people for have, sure. That's a great word there, friend. Thank you. Um, people have like you find rankings of Kyrie really high and, and really you find low. Him really like, low too. For good reason. Like yeah. the Earth is not flat. So, uh, I, that relationship is a gonna stupid, be, stupid thing to say. That relationship is going to be interesting to me, Spencer. Like, yeah. I mean, that's like that's kind of going to be a talking head thing, but that's real. I feel like Steve yeah, Nash no, no. and Kyrie Irving is a matchup that I don't like. That's, and if Kyrie Irving doesn't get along with him, you'll know quickly, and you'll know within a like within a year if this is going to work out. Did Steve you know Nash I mean? ever have uh, like I don't remember people being like this guy was the greatest teammate ever and I don't remember anyone having a problem. It seemed like he just went about his business. Right? Yeah, he wasn't like one or the other. Yeah, I mean he definitely wasn't a problem in the locker room. Ever. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean he played with some dudes that could have been He's a tough Amari. Like, he played with Amari. That guy yeah. wasn't easy to get along with. Like, yeah. There were guys. I mean, that's, that's really interesting to me but I like the fact that Brooklyn didn't go higher uh, Mark Jackson, or like, and I like Mark Jackson, but yeah. like, sometimes you that wouldn't work. Sometimes we get in a like the NBA. It seems like just gets in a funk where they think there's only 40 available men in the entire world. Yeah, to do it, and you can go find coaches in some obscure spots. So, and so sure. I like that. Like, think of Nick Nurse. And uh, with with this team, it's going to be so talented. Part of it, obviously, is going to be making sure the ball gets to Kyrie and KD equally, that they're all happy, you know, and that the yeah. offense is clicking. But a lot of it is going to be managing the locker room, and that makes a lot of sense to bring in somebody like Steve Nash, who's done Kyrie's job, who like 
you know, who's been on top of the world. He's an MVP. That makes a lot of sense to me. And plus, he's worked with so many point guards over the past few years. Trey Young, to name one that I know right off the rip. I know he's worked with Steph. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. He's like the point guard whisperer. So I get it. That makes sense to me. I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. Uh, nothing else on Steve Nash or the NBA? Yeah, so the Brooklyn Nets aren't canceled. Not yet. Not yet. All right. Um, college football. Let's talk about what the hell is going on at the University of Georgia. On Wednesday, uh, we talked about this maybe six, seven episodes ago. Uh, the battle at quarterback, quote-unquote battle at quarterback for Georgia between Jamie Newman, um, the quarterback transfer transfer from Wake Forest, grad right. transfer. He's black. Newman's black. Daniels, white guy from USC transfer. That was sort of, you know, something that pissed me off early on was that people were comparing Justin Fields versus Jake Fromm. To Newman versus Daniels. People will remember us talking about that. Newman decides to opt out on Wednesday, uh, which was September 2nd, uh, 24 days before Georgia opens against Arkansas. Immediately, that does two things. It sends Georgia's quarterback room into a frenzy and it changes everything. Now it's going to be between Daniels and Dwan Mathis. Dwan I, Mathis. Like, I don't want to get too inside baseball here, yeah. but like, inside. the fact is like that is on field like a, Practical problem. Now. Right. They got to address starting quarterback. Okay. Was Dewan Mathis in the mix before this? Mm, not really. They would have you think so, but, but not really. No. no. Okay. All right. When Newman decides to opt out, it takes a few hours for it to be really confirmed that the, the reason he opted out is for Corona. Uh, like some dudes could opt out if they're top pick and they're hip. You got a problem with that. Like you don't want to hurt it even worse and hurt your draft stock. Yeah. Okay, Newman says he opts out for coronavirus, but then, like, now we don't, we'll never know why he actually did it, right? Because, I mean, they're practicing right now. They've been, and he had, you know, they've been competing. Looking back, Newman did not give one interview, not one media interview. And that's in college, the coaches decide every day in practice. So your starting quarter, like, I think Kirby Smart has known for a, a week or two at least. Who the starting quarterback was going to be. No, that this was coming. Oh, okay. That this was coming. Why has he been practicing the entire time? Well, on the Georgia's, in Georgia's most recent scrimmage, JT Daniels was getting a lot of the first team reps. Right. That was the last scrimmage Jamie Newman played in. Well, I don't know what that means, but the point is that like Georgia is. Well, you can see that a couple ways. You can see that Kirby Smart thinks that he's not going to play for whatever reason. But yeah, then why would he allow him to keep like, or yeah, yeah, or he's already decided who his quarterback is, and it makes a lot of sense if you're Newman to say, "I'm not going to play because of coronavirus." That way, you don't hurt your draft stock even further. You know what I mean? Yeah. You at I, least get that shot. You don't want to be benched if you can help it. I hear you know what I mean. You yeah. don't want to lose a quarterback battle if you can help it. What's going to piss me off, and what has already pissed me off a little yeah. bit, is the spin zone coming out of this. Oh, uh, and I think it's just because maybe some Georgia fans don't want to think that. It is what it is. He is opting out for Corona. They want to have something else. He couldn't grasp uh, offensive coordinator Todd Munkin's playbook. So tough. Uh, what about this one? He's scared of competing because Daniels was improving. Meanwhile, JT Daniels has not been cleared by doctors for contact. Really? Watch how quickly he's cleared now. You're like They are going to find the quickest doctor in Athens to clear this man. To play because when they play Arkansas on the 26th of September, it will be JT Daniels. Dwan Mathis, the retro freshman from, uh, uh, was an Ohio State commit, four star, 
um, has a shot, I guess. Um, he's an athletic quarterback, and that's something that this made me think about too, Spencer. Georgia, black quarterbacks at Georgia, and there hasn't been one since DJ Shockley. Early 2000s, yeah. 05, DJ Shockley, 05. Every quarterback at Georgia has been white. Okay. I mean, not just not black, they've been white. And I don't know what that means, but the fact is they're the flagship university in the deep South with black athletes everywhere signing to colleges. Yeah. Black quarterbacks signing everywhere. And Georgia hasn't had one in 15 years. Yeah. I don't think there's any hidden thing, but that's. Granted, they've had some really, really like top of the line quarterbacks come through, like highly respected quarterbacks come through. But at the same time, like, but besides you Joe can't Burrow, get one, last you can't year, get one dual threat guy. You know what I mean? Like the quarterbacks Justin winning the Fields Heisman, can't. the quarterbacks winning national titles are have been yeah. of late black athletic quarterbacks, and that's the way that Georgia's offense is now going to go. Is yeah. and also there's been two spread. coaching I mean, regimes at the same time. It's it's tough to like point at a whole program whenever there's been two regimes and say there's an issue here. But I mean. I don't know. Why didn't Justin Fields get on with damn field, man? That that will always drive me insane. Yeah. You know I don't know. I mean? I mean, Jake Fromm was like, that's something that they're going to always look back at. But who knows? Who knows what they would have done if Fields was there? Maybe he loses a game but wins the Heisman. But then Georgia's not in the natty. Like, I, I don't I don't know. But Justin Fields was at that scrimmage. So He's a better quarterback than Jake Fromm. Did you know that? Yeah. No. Justin Fields was at that scrimmage. Really? Yeah, because Ohio State and the Big Ten. Uh, they're done. Are now, well... If you that's we can leak right into that into college football in general. Uh, the Big Ten is an absolute shit show, dude. They are every day. There's a new. Really? They're coming out and saying they might play football. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't. Just, I didn't see that. And you know why you haven't seen it? Because we're in the South where there's actual football, college football, yeah. and like real teams. They don't. We don't give a shit at what Minnesota does. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and I don't think most of the country does. Yeah. I know they don't care about college football the way the South does. But like, there's no debate where the best teams are, and, and it's in the South. Those teams are going to play. The ACC starts on on so you, September 12th. So at this point, you are convinced that the SEC and the ACC are going to play football. Going to start. They're going to start, not finish. Well, I wrote this in the notes. Like, it's I, still, have you allowed yourself to think that there's going to be football yet? No. It certainly doesn't feel like it. Like, I, I believe in the NFL. Like I said, I've said this on the podcast. I believe in the NFL. They will put out a product. And because professionals can get sick there. That's why. That's that, it. And, and I think that what college football is going to do is literally play it by year. And they're going to allow conferences like the SEC, the ACC, uh, also the Sun Belt, which Georgia so Southern kind of They're kind of taking the Trump approach. They're going to let the states do their thing. You know what I mean? Like they're going to, yeah. not to politicize it, but they're going to let, you know, the conferences do their thing. You figure it out. I don't think they have a choice. There's too much. There's too much individual contract. Too many individual contracts and too much money at stake. Yeah. Uh, like an hour down down the highway from here is Georgia Southern University. They are on September 12th. They are going to put tens, you know, like over ten thousand people. I thought you state. said it was twenty thousand. Well, they, it holds twenty thousand. Yeah, a little over twenty thousand. They're I mean, not going to do. They're not going to. I don't. That. I know. I'm saying like I don't even think in a non-coronavirus year that like. They, they would, would necessarily, up. and that's not a knock on their fan. Like, yeah. I mean, they just, it's not always a sell. Yeah. Right? So, like, let's say they put 12 in there or 15. That's crazy to think about that, you know, nine days from now, 
there's going to be 15,000 people in the stands an hour from me. And then like a lot of those people are coming back to Savannah where they live. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. With a pandemic. And I've already had the thing. So no sport would be able to do like college football is just trucking along. Yeah. And they are going unchecked into their season, whether we like it or not. Well, I mean, the SEC and the ACC are. And there doesn't need smaller. to be, they don't need to be fans in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that anything's going to happen, but like, what's the point? We're going to see. What's the point? Exactly. <laughs> college football is so fine with being a guinea pig. They yeah. don't give a shit. As long as you leave them alone and sign the check, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Which is crazy. I don't think the fans give a shit either. They, I mean, they it's proven, to it's they proven that people in Georgia don't give a shit. I mean, that no, much is certain. Look, more power to them. I think, like, if you have a product or a business that can succeed during this time, like, and you're allowed to open, you'd sort of be a dumbass not to do that. I mean, you look at all those zeros that are available. And who are you, you going to tell line, the kid? Like, are you going to tell the kids that they, they can't play if the government's allowing you to? If well, the I, governing body is allowing you to? If you're concerned, I've probably said too much already. Because if you're concerned at all about Corona, you must not care about the kids. That's what all what it always comes back yeah. to. Why don't you want the kids to play? Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna have people mad at that. But yeah, we are. Now and, that I think about that. Like, and it's like, dude, I want college football more than anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna get it. Hey, Problem everyone is that's like, mad at us for saying that. Fuck you. We want you mad at us. Yeah, but also subscribe and rate on yeah, Apple, Spotify, yeah, five stars only. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, please listen. Keep, please keep listening. But also, fuck you. Do you know what I want? Do you know what I want? It's sort of like the Braves. Uh, I, if Georgia goes to like a modified college football playoff and somehow wins a national championship where the Big Ten's not involved, the Pac-12 is not involved, uh, some of the lower conferences are not involved, like it would be an asterisk on the national championship, right? Like it would be, yeah. Like you will, you will have gone through the SEC, sure, but it won't be every team. It won't be Ohio. Yeah, State. if you're gonna say it's an asterisk for the NBA bubble, you have to say it's an asterisk when all these players, these teams aren't even involved <laughs> off the rip. Well, Absolutely. Let, let, let's talk about that because does it feel to you like the NBA title is going to be at all jaded? I doesn't no, to me. No. Not right now. It feels no. legitimate as yeah. fuck. Does it feel to you like the baseball one is sort of? Uh, you would you would have a better answer for that. Like for me, it feels, I don't think I don't think it'll feel hollow at all. You still have to go through the playoffs it, because they're in a regular season right yeah. now. And I do think when they get into playoffs, it like it's going to feel legitimate. Baseball guys aren't going to give that to them. College football is not going to feel that way. No, there's just no way. It's fucking fake as shit. There's the no SEC way. championship will feel real. The ACC championship will feel real. Not, not anything. Oh, by the time that. they play the SEC title game, they'll put two hundred thousand people on the stands. Yeah. And nobody will wear a mask. And it'll be for the kids. Uh, what else? College football. Anything else? I'm good on college football. You wanted to wrap this up with PGA Tour? Uh, I mean, yeah, we can talk about Let's. I, I just wanted to talk about the fact that, that they're, uh, they're... Is my car alarm going off? You hear that? Yeah. Sounds like it. Hold on, guys. Unbelievable. Great radio. It squeaks. Good. <laughs> is it off? I think it's off. Unbelievable. You guys are going to tell your kids about this moment in radio history. Okay. Um, we might edit this out. <laughs> no, don't edit that out. Did you know that the PGA Tour Championship was this week? No. I think that makes you normal and puts you in the majority because... I've been so focused on basketball. That's there's, all I there's can... basketball, there's baseball, there's Stephen A. Smith takes, there's college football <laughs> coming up. There's all this stuff, and, and it feels like... I mean, 
I think the PGA Tour Championship at Eastlake is going through the two worst things you can go through in pro golf. You're competing against the big three. Yeah. I mean, football not yet, but still there's football coming. Yeah. Right. Like it starts tonight. Really, D1 football it's starts building tonight. Up. Uh, baseball and NBA playoffs plus NHL. If, if you know, weirdos. And baseball is le- legitimately a playoff hunt now. And right. And so golf does not want that. Bro. The, yeah. What golf always has going for it is kind of it is there on the Sunday afternoon for six hours. Yeah. Alone. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, like, there's summer baseball, but like that's not competing with majors and stuff. Right now they are. And second for golf, no Tiger Woods. That is uh, that is the perfect pair for bad ratings. Yeah, that's tough. Um, their I, biggest draw, not there against the biggest competition they probably ever face. This is the Tough. same tournament that Tiger won two years ago with the crowd of people following him down 18. Like, do you, you know that scene I'm kinda, talking about? Kinda when they're following that. him down the fairway and he's like having a walkthrough. Yeah, and the then people. he fell off and came back for the Masters. Yeah, yeah. So he won this tournament and it, it was one of the, it's going to end up being one of the most historic scenes in sports history. Like it is. Because uh, that solidified his comeback. He won the tour championship. And two years later, now it's like most people doesn't even know it. Didn't even know yeah. it started. Like, what are we? It's but, a strange time, man. So golf, like, I love golf, but it just cannot. I don't think it can compete. And it, but it. I'll say I mean, this, now that I know what's happening, I'll watch. But if you're inside golf, I'm right not now, turning it off for. I'm not turning basketball off for this. Right. Yeah, and I'm gonna check every day and see like what the scores are. Yeah, for sure. But if Tiger's in there, I, I'm more than likely gonna tune in, and I think I'm in the majority on that. Uh Golf, though, you're going to learn a lot about yourself, I feel like. If you give yourself the opportunity, like you can learn a lot about what works and what doesn't work for your sport because you are going head-to-head. and like You see how you stack up, at least in the ratings and stuff like that, you know? We'll see. Hopefully, they put on a good tournament. All right, I wanted to ask you one more thing, Hopefully, too. for them. I don't give a shit, actually. For me, high school football starts this week, or not for me, but like it, it's important to me because like, I cover it every week. Yeah. And I follow it all off season. So high school football in this area starts this week. They, too, are putting fans in the stands. Um, I think that makes more sense because these are kids that have worked for this moment. A lot of them aren't going to play. Yeah. College football, you can't watch them on TV. Like, it's your only chance yeah. to see them. So that makes more sense. But I- I'm interested to see him. Like, I know you're not invested in high school football, but as an outsider, I'd be interested to hear your opinion. Do you think that... Schools in Savannah, and especially the upper tier private schools, BC, Calvary, Savannah Christian, Country Day. If black kids and black athletes started kneeling or doing something during the anthem, how would how how would it be received? I'm telling you, nobody is talking about it or thinking about it. And I, I, maybe I'm wild or crazy, but these kids on Twitter and stuff, they see it and they are passionate about. It. They're talking about it. And they feel the same way. I think it's tough. It seems like like something could happen. Imagine that because you went to Calvary. Yeah, like I'm. It's hard to picture. It's hard to picture that happening at like the private schools. Maybe maybe some of like the wealthier ones like Country Day would allow that. But but what if they don't know? It's like I was saying. What if the moment that two kids take a knee for Calvary on Friday night at the national anthem? Then what for the next thirty seconds? Like what would their they would allow it, right? They, I mean, you have to in the moment, but you could you could say all day that we're not going to let this happen. But if the kid takes a knee, what are you going to do? Rip him off the field? No, that's but not like, the move. And then I don't know. Like maybe they are they like like the kids. I mean, 
what I want to know is, are they, have they addressed it with the kids? Have they asked the, cause if I'm a coach, you know what I would do? And I'm not a coach, but I don't think, I, I don't think the coaches would have thought about it until somebody says they better, they're planning on kneeling. They better think about point. it. Dude. Like I like, man, I would have like 10 different plans. Yeah. Ready. Because you, you cannot get it wrong. It means you gotta, you gotta just like allow the kids. It to means kneel. too much. And you I would talk to them about kneel. it and ask them like, have you guys thought about it? And if you guys are talking and organizing something, it would be great for the program and us as a team. Like if we knew about keep it, us in, like, yeah, yeah, let yeah. us know and we can all like get on board. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's it's tough. Pretty, that doesn't sound like something that would happen in Savannah. No, <laughs> that no. kind of communication, but not at Calvary, not at BC, not at any of those places. But we'll see. I mean, fascinating. Though, like me. anyone yeah. into high school football, it starts this week. Like there's a lot, a lot, a lot of three and four star talent here. There's a lot of good players to watch, uh, and two qu- a quarterback at BC that is a bona fide five star all like power five offers from everywhere really yeah i know that holding garner offers from georgia uh michigan when do they when do they start this this weekend yeah september 4th at bc tomorrow night's memorial stadium bc um i might go with you to that that sounds fun good luck getting in friend oh they're not having any fans uh they are but they're almost sold out really terrifying yep uh thank you to producer ray uh, for the lighting and for making us look pretty and making us sound pretty. Um, and thank you guys for listening. So follow at Podcast Grits Twitter. Let me make sure I get all this in. At Podcast Grits Twitter. What's the Instagram? Uh, the Instagram is The Hot Grits at The Hot Grits. My Twitter at Jadon Sports. Subscribe and rate on Apple, Spotify, and now YouTube. Please subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening right now, do us a favor. Go to YouTube. Click that subscribe button. Hit that little bell. And then watch a million times. Rinse, repeat, and tell your friends. Only your cool friends. Also, follow me at Spencer Maddox underscore on Twitter. A lot of takes. 2 nothing Celtics getting ready to go watch this game. Go good, Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. Uh, until next week, thank you guys for listening. Stay safe and wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. Hell yeah. <laughs>